A big thank you to uh, Brother Kelly and uh, Brother Cliff and uh, the other couple of helpers that he had, Sister Corey and uh, Sister Beth. And I don't know if you noticed, we have new blinds in the fellowship hall and in the uh, Sunday school classrooms back there. It makes it look very, very nice. So a big thank you to the uh, all the Smiths and Brother Clifford. Thank you for putting those up. All right. We're going to read just one scripture tonight as we get started and going to read from Ecclesiastes chapter number 11 and uh, verse number 6. Here we go. Good. Boy, Brother Cliff, you're getting really good at the frame in those scriptures. It says, In the morning sow your seed, and in the evening withhold not your hand, for thou knowest not whether, whether shall prosper, either this or that, or whether they both shall be alike good. And uh, we're going to get into that a little bit here this evening, there's uh, several scriptures that go in line with that, but I want to just read that one verse to get us going here. And I would like to talk to us here uh, tonight on, and the title is, Life is a Harvest Field. Amen. Life is a Harvest Field. We need, we need to really get that because it, it's, really, it's really twofold, Okay. It is what we receive, right? We receive the good things of God, don't we? Yes. Amen. Amen. Once, we, once we were part of the harvest, then we started receiving the good things of God into our life. So I, I don't know about you. I want everything that God has for me. I want it all. Right. Amen. I want it all. And also, it is what we give out in life that we sow the good seed. Whatever we take in, we sow out. So think of it like that. Life, life is a harvest field. It should be both for the intake and both to give out. And... In fact, Jesus teaches the parable of the sower. We know that, and we're not going to get into that here this evening. But he talks about, in Matthew, I think it's the 13th chapter, uh, it tells us that the, that good seed, okay, the good seed, which is the things of God, it has the potential, all right? It can produce 30-fold. It can produce 60-fold. And it says that it can even produce a hundredfold. Yeah. So, in other words, you and I, we are the ones that stop or that hinder, whatever. We, in a sense, because of our, our hunger, our thirst, our desire, we are the ones that regulate or at least have that power of our own, our willpower, we can regulate the flow of the good things of God into our life. 
How many of you? How many of you have known? And you don't need to point fingers. We should, though, right? You can point your finger at somebody like no. How many of you have you thought you you know somebody that is born again? They have the same Holy Ghost that you do, right? That we do. And you look at him and say, "Man, I know he's barely off the ground. He's like a onefold, or right? <laughs> he's like a tenfold or a fivefold." But the 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 difference is right when you when you look into that parable of the sower, the only difference is is the heart or the soil. It depends on how fertile of the ground it is. Wow. Now I don't know about you, but uh, as they were singing that chorus, oh, how I love Jesus. See, those of us, and I don't say this in a uh, in, in a uh, prideful way at all. I say it in a humble way. But there are those of us, even here tonight, that we know what it was like without God. I know what that feeling is, literally being lost and wandering around in a state of not knowing where I was, what I was doing. Right? And I have heard it said before, uh, you know, and, and, and myself and a couple of, of uh, other brothers that I know, that the, the, they said the change, the change that came over your life was extra special. Right? You met people like that, right? Yes, it, yeah. I mean, delivered, okay? Delivered from drugs, alcohol, tobacco, and all of the lifestyle that goes along with that. With not going through any kind of double A or triple A or anything like that. Understand? God delivers. God still delivered. Okay. The only difference is, right? The only difference is is that the 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 uh, the heart, the condition of the heart, my condition of the heart was ready. And when that, when this good stuff came into my life and was sown, it found very fertile ground. That is the only difference, really, that separates people is the, the heart. It's always a heart issue. I think we know that, right? And the, the key to living, one of the keys to living for God, though, is, is that you, we cannot ever allow that heart to become unfertile. I think it was Jeremiah said, he says, he says you've got to, you got to plow up that follow ground. You've got to come back to a place where your heart is absolutely hungry for the things of God. Amen. Amen. And so, 
It's the, it's the condition, it's the condition of the heart. Galatians, the sixth chapter, and I'm going to read it from a different translation here. Brother Cliff, if you could, uh, if you can, you could bring that Galatians 6 and beginning with verse number 7, I guess. We know when we're talking about the law of harvest, you, you, there, is, there is a law in life that we need to, we get, okay? It's like the law of gravity. It don't matter how, how hard and how much gusto you put into it, you ain't going to break that law. Well, it goes up, going to come down. And it's the same in Galatians, the sixth chapter. It talks about, it says, God is not mocked. One translation says this. He says, do not be under any illusion. You cannot make a fool of God. A man's harvest in life will depend entirely on what he sows. What a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness and ignores God and others will harvest a crop of weeds. That's right. Right. Amen. And... and uh, if I our, our young people, young people here tonight, start early. We're we're gonna. There's a couple of scriptures in here, in the the book of Ecclesiastes, that talk about sowing while you're young. Young people, if you can get this early in life, start reaping the good things of God in your life, and then be just as fervent and sowing good things. you got to sow that good seed. Because you, you will make the harvest, the quality of the harvest depends on the seed that you sow out there. And so let's, let's look at this. Uh, Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes 11. And we're going to go, we're going to start with uh, number one. There's, that 12.1, we'll come back to that a little bit later, but he's got it up on the board. It says, Remember now thy Creator in the days of thy youth, while the evil days come not, nor the years draw nigh, when thou shalt say, I have no pleasure in them. Remember your Creator in your youth. I wish, right? Fortunately, I am blessed. God saved me at a fairly young age, right? when I was 21. He saved me then. But, oh, I would. CJ, you are a blessed young boy. Because if I could have, if I could have had that, that good seed coming into my life when I was a little kid, right? Oh my, you know, the difference is, I look at the difference on some of our young people today. Brother Colt, now I don't mean some of you young people. The reason why you are such a dynamic, quality individual that you are is because that you've had the good things of God flowing through your life since you were just a child. You were raised in this stuff. Amen. You can't help but become the person that be the person that you are. 
Because it's the law of the harvest. It's the law of God. Whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. You sow good things, it's the law. You can't break it. You sow good, good comes in. And that's the reason why that you are the person that you are today is because you got an early start on this thing. Right. And young. I, I won't call out any names Easton and Devin, okay? I won't call out. Get it, get it while you're young. Get it while you're... Because it's... Listen, there is nothing greater than the things that God has in your life. You, you can't get anything any better. It's non-existent. And when you get that, when you, when you believe that, and your heart pursues the things of God, you will become who knows. Who knows why. So, let's look at, at uh, chapter 11, verse 1. Brother Cliff, you go there. It says, cast your bread upon the waters at 11.1. I'll read it. Cast your bread upon the waters. And this is a... And it says, for you will find it after many days. Anybody ever read that really? And, and Anybody know what that means? It's a, it's a commercial expression. Okay? In the old days, it was, it was kind of a, it was a metaphor for commerce and trade. In other words, it speaks of investing in your future. Okay? It's saying, it's saying that send your merchandise or sow, sow that seed out into the sea. Sow it out there. He says, and it's an investment in your future. There is no greater investment than yourself. You, you have to, as, a, as a, an individual, you have to learn that you are the greatest influencer in your life and that you have got to feed yourself and invest in yourself. You've got to think that you are important enough to invest in yourself. And what better things are you going to invest in yourself except right here? You've got to believe that you are so valuable that you've got to put in the good stuff. Amen. The good stuff. Don't settle for... Anything less. You got to invest in yourself. And so that's what he's saying. He's saying, you, you got you to look at the big picture. You got to look at the big picture. We are sowing the, into the kingdom of God, we're sowing into the kingdom of heaven. We are building our future for eternity. <laughs> I, I am. I am. I have been for years. I'm not sowing seeds into this earth. Are you kidding me? No way. No. I have been sowing good seed for a number of years now, 
and I am, Kathleen and I, we are reaping the good stuff from God. It takes, it takes time. It takes perseverance. Amen. Yes. But you, but it's the law of the harvest. You cannot take in good stuff and remain the same. It's an impossibility. Right. You can't do it. Right. Neither can you give out good things and not see the results. It's an impossibility. And so he was saying, he, he's saying here, and you gotta you gotta invest in your future. You gotta put it out there. Brother Jeff is a financial guy. He's pretty good at it. He understands. Save a penny. You know the old saying, you, you, who wants a who wants a million dollars or a penny doubled every day for thirty days? Oh. Give me a penny. I'll take the penny. I'll take the penny. I know, you may not live for 30 days, right? I'm banking on it, right? It's surprising. All right, come on. That's what it's talking about. You, we're, we're built, listen, jobs are important. Careers are important. Because, the, you know, your circle of influence is important. Because the bigger your platform is, right, the greater witness, the greater voice that you have, the greatest influence that you have. But it doesn't stop. You always have to remain steadfast in the idea that I am here to bring glory to God. That is what I do. That is what I am supposed to do. And in order for that to happen, I've got to... I've got to, sister, I've got to take in all the good stuff into my life, and then I've got to sow good stuff on the outside. Amen. Amen. I don't want to turn around and grow in a bunch of cactus, right? <laughs> or worse yet, tack weeds. Right? Goat heads, we call them. That's, there you go. Amen. So, we, when we understand the harvest, a life is like the harvest field. Our purpose is to glorify God in this life. When we get that part of the puzzle, right? I am here to bring glory to God. I, it's what, I know. Hard task, right? That's a tough, tough, No. Not really, but that is. How many of you believe that's your that's your mission? Amen. Your mission is to glorify Amen. God on the earth. Amen. Your mission is to glorify Him, to bring glory. How are you going to do that? Well, I, first of all, I got to have Him do the good stuff on the inside, and if He if He will do that on the inside, I want you to know that I will sow nothing but good stuff everywhere. I will. We need to, boy, if ever there was a time to step out and to sow some holiday cheer, it's now. I thought about the other day just, just walking into Walmart or wherever and just say, Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> they probably boot you out, I don't know. Is that legal in Walmart? Say it. I haven't, but you want to go with me? 
I, uh, but but our, our purpose is to glorify God in this life. We are not in charge of the results, but we are in charge of our efforts and our faithfulness. I'm not, I can't, I really, I have little or no bearing on the, on, on the results of what I sow, right? God's in charge of the harvest. God brings the increase. Isn't that what they say? One man waters, one man sows. God brings the increase. That's not my deal. That's his deal. Because he's the only one that can bring. My deal is, is that I have to put in the effort, and I've got to be faithful. And watch what he does. Because last time I checked, that's the only words that we're looking for, right, in the end? Yeah. Well done. I don't like well done steak, okay? No, right? No. Medium rare. But I don't want to be, when I get to heaven, I'm, yeah, I want to be well done. I want to be fully transformed. Amen. So, in Ecclesiastes 12.1, says, Remember now your Creator in the days of youth before the difficult days come. Amen. And we're going to get into that a little bit later. But the sooner we can learn, okay? The sooner we can learn that we're here. Yes. We're, we're so, you know, the only way that revival, you know the only way revival stops? The only way revival can stop. It's an impossibility to stop revival. The only way that it can happen is when the sower sits down. When the sower doesn't sow, we're done. But if the sower keeps sowing, sooner or later it's going to hit pay dirt. Pretty soon it's going to strike gold. That's what he says, hey, some people are you know, you sow it and they're okay for a while and then, you know, the tire gets flat on the car and they start reverting back to their they lose it. Sometimes, or some run into a few thorns along the way. They're okay for a while and then all of a sudden, you know, they, they get snake bit. But that's not my see that's not that's not my deal that's God's deal he's the only one that can deal with heart my our job is to bring him glory our job is to understand him I'm going to throw it out there man sooner or later it's going to, you'd be surprised at where seeds can grow you ever seen plants grow out of rocks yeah totally crazy I saw two trees like See, that's the deal. Is it you don't know what God can do. You don't know what he can do. You don't know what all he can do. I have seen plants grow out of rocks. I just the front yard there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I live in the Tri-Cities. We see it all the time, right? Amen. Okay. 
All right, and, and so 11, 11.1, all right, he's talking about investing in the future. 11.2, if you can bring that up, Cliff, here we go. 11.2, give a portion to seven and also to eight, for thou knowest not what evil shall be upon the earth. Let me kind of, of uh, uh, translate that for you. Be a cheerful giver. Be a blessing to others. What he's saying there is, hey, throw it on the open sea. Wait for a return. He says, whatever you got. He says, give it to seven. Give it to eight. See, seven is the perfect number. Eight is the new beginning number. He says, what? He says, don't worry about. It. He says, you should give it out there. He says, don't be, you know, don't cut off a one, two, three. He's telling us to give and give and give and give. He says, because you don't know if you're going to be hanging your hat in here tomorrow. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh my. So, right? So why? Okay, men. Men and husbands, we're probably guilty at this. Why would we hang on and stick in our pockets kindness and love? And why would I go to sleep at night and keep that in my pocket? He's saying, discharge it. Give it out, man. Come on. You are living... You are, life is like a harvest field. You got it. You got to give it out. Don't be stingy. Give it to the first person. Give it to the second person. Then third person, fourth person. He says, just give it all away. Give it away. Why hang on to something so good? You'd be like the four lepers. They ran into the Syrian camp and man, they were having barbecues and, and everything. They said, well, we do not well. We got all the stash, man. And, right? Give it away. Give it away. Get, he says, you don't know if you're going to be here tomorrow. Whatever you got, you might as well get out there. Be a cheerful giver. Yeah. Get, oh, I probably won't get old. You, you know, be a blessing to others. Don't hoard what God blesses you with. This could be the last time that you're able to give to somebody. Don't hold it back. You might as well be cheerful giver because after all, we serve an abundant God. At least I do. Share your wealth. Be a little kinder. Smiles for everyone. Right? You might, yeah, good job, Devin. You might as well act like you're crazy because they already think you are. It's not my crazy, bro. Right? I mean, you might as well give smiles to everybody. Come on. Yeah, they. Don't. Well, here's our problem is they can't see you smile. You're not smiling, Jeff. I can't. You're smirking. You're frowning under there saying, I know you are. There you go. I know it. Right? 
I mean, holiday cheer, smiles for everyone. All right. Why hang on to it if you if you got it used? If you got to spend yes. it, he says, don't worry about seven. Don't three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Just just throw it out there. It's a harvest field. Live like you're living in the harvest field. Verse number 3. Listen to this, okay? So, amen. Be a blessing. Be a giver of whatever God puts into your life. Verse number 3 says, listen to this. It says, if the clouds are full, it's going to rain. And if a tree falls, there she goes. In other words, it's talking about misfortune will come. Right? Don't ever hate. You ever met Miss Fortune? She's got she's a deception. Right? Deceiver. She's not really fortune. It's they call her Miss Fortune, but she's not full of fortune. It's calamity. She's calamity Jane. He's talking about here. The cloud, in other words, how we respond to life because troubles come to everybody, even in the harvest field. The unforeseen, the uncontrollable. Job 5 says, Trouble appears out of nowhere, it's part of life. Job says, humans are born into distress. Job 1.21, the Lord gives, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. The big picture. Right? That, that's, that, that's, listen, it's how your testimony lines up, not on Sunday morning. It's how your testimony lines up with the good things of God when you lose a lot in life. When life knocks you for a loop. When the some of you may get this, some of you may not. It's when you're having a picnic lunch with your family and kids out at Columbia Park and the tree falls on you and kills you. True story. A couple of years ago. You, listen, your the good thing. Job says, "Trouble comes, man." He's the author of knowing what that feels like, right? He says, "But the Lord gives, and the Lord takes away." He says, "Blessed be the name of the Lord." See, your, your, your testimony, your, it's how your testimony lines up when calamity hits. When you get knocked for a loop. When you have in the hospital, when the wife is sick, when the kids are sick. I remember, must be your night, brother. I remember, here. What was it? A year and a half or so ago. 
And I, I never forget, I talked to Brother Jeff several times, and he always, he always maintained such a great positive outlook. I was, I said, I don't know if I can do that. Understand? Is but that's where the alignment of your testimony, that's where, that's where the rubber meets the road. Yeah, amen. Is when you can face right. adversity and you can say, Blessed be the name. As long as you are doing your part, sowing the good seed, right? You, there are some things in life you are just, you have no control over, period. Wish we could, I wish I could fix everything. I wish I could, I wish I could, I could just walk up and heal everybody and if I was a multi-billionaire, I'd right? All you can do? Sow seed of hope. Sow seeds of faith. Sow seeds of encouragement. Sow seeds of love. Kindness. Generosity. Smiles. Okay, so the big picture. Okay, human, man, life is a struggle, right? Amen. How many of you have, who has never had a struggle in their life? Raise your hand. <laughs> yeah, we don't. What's that word again? What does that word mean, huh? Right? Life is a struggle. Period. Nobody's going to put your shoes on for you in the morning. Nobody's going to drag you out of bed. Well, right? Nobody's going to show up for you on the job. Nobody's going to put in your devotions every day. Amen. You're the guy. You have to invest in yourself. You've got to think that you are valuable enough to invest in yourself so that, as the, the writer says, that so when the trials do come in life, that your family can look at you and you can lead the way. Hey, Brother Sam, it's going to come sometime. You're going you're gonna to have to, you know, you're going to have to put them spurs on because she's going to need her, the strong guy. And, and incidentally, right? Men are still supposed to be tough guys in my book, anyway. Right? And guys are still supposed. Men are still supposed to be men. 
Yes. Amen. And if you have a challenge, if you're challenged with knowing which one you are, you need to go speak to Mama and Dada. All right. Okay? That's cool. Come on. And, and our ladies, they need, hey, not that they need to be all pushed around it. No, you need to be strong in your faith. The ladies still need to be the ladies. They're still a feminine, and they're still a masculine. And the ladies got to sow feminine seeds into the young ladies, into the daughters. And the dads still got to sow. They got to sow that tough stuff into our young men. It has to be that way. Amen. That's true. Otherwise, you'll be voting Democrat. <laughs> and then you're going to be confused. repeat verse number four okay so listen you it's how you it's how you respond trouble appears out of nowhere it's part of life verse number four he who observes the wind will not sow, and he who regards the clouds will not reap. In other words, don't stand there watching the wind. Don't stare at the clouds. Get on with life. There are some things that you cannot be sure of. You've got to take a chance. If you wait for perfect weather, you will never plant your seeds. If you are afraid of rainy weather, you'll never harvest your crop. 2 Timothy 4, 2, said, Paul says, he says, be instant in season and out of season. And he's talking about preaching the Word and teaching the Word and so on and so forth. But in other words, he's saying, one translation says, be ready at all times to do whatever is needed. There is no convenient season. You can't wait for the wind to stop. Let me give you a little illustration here. I remember on my trek to Mount Everest, wishing... The wind would die down and wishing it would warm up about 20 degrees and wishing the oxygen level would come down to my level or come up to my level, whatever it was. But it depends on what you want to do and where you want to go in life. And the surest way to get there is to... Your mission in life, I, God, I'm going I'm to do whatever I can to bring you glory. And in order for me to do that, you've got to put good stuff in me. Because I, I know there's a lot of bad stuff. And I need you to overcompensate, okay? And if you'll give me good stuff, I'll give out good stuff. But you can't give what you don't got. Can't do it. So in other words, the writer is saying here, when you get an opportunity to sow good seed, just do it. 
Don't wait for the perfect weather conditions because there will never show up. This is Kathleen and some of you even can listen and, and I just say this to give you a little bit of an idea of where I have been in life in my walk with God okay so and I'm now I'm talking about sowing good seed all right I sowed good seed in a city park in Sunnyside And it ended up baptizing some of that family. I sowed good seed in at Starbucks in a parking lot of a, a, a lady that just seemed to be down and out sitting on the curb. And we ended up baptizing her, teaching her a Bible study. Sister, what was it, Trish or Sister Beth, what was that? Trish? Tina. 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 I sowed good seed on a golf course and baptized Brother Frank Trent. I miss him. Then baptized his son. I sowed, we sowed, Kathleen early, we sowed good seed in Denny's restaurant and ended up baptizing Doug Graves over again. And then he became, wow. Brother Ali's not here. Him and I, a few years ago, we went, we went sowing seed, and I don't promote this at all, right? We went out door knocking, handing out tracts, and inviting people to church on Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> they really thought we were crazy. And you know what? We had the, it was one of the best times. Uh, the fieldman invited us in. Or, yeah, yeah, go, 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 go. <laughs> Yeah, listen, I don't say, I, I just say, because, you know, I have to be careful. We all have to be careful. Because I'm here to bring glory to God. You know what brings God the most glory? Is when you win or attempt to win a soul. When you end up watching somebody that you've worked with and taught a Bible study, when you see them baptized, covered by the blood of Jesus Christ and filled with the Holy Ghost, there is no greater reward in life, folks. You looking for a great reward? Good luck. There ain't nothing better than working. It's the harvest field. The harvest field is where the gold is at. Verse number 5, As you do not know the way of the wind or how the bones grow in the womb, how they cannot believe there's a God. So you do not know the works of God who makes everything. In other words, the writer is saying, Hey, you, listen, how do you know what God's fixing to do for that person you're working with? You know the mind of God? Acts 17 says He's not far from each one of us, for in Him we live and we move and we have our being. God's always up to something. Yes. He is. 
See, that's one thing. The Holy Ghost never stops moving. It is a moving Spirit. It moves. It stirs stuff up. So you don't know what God is... You don't know what God is... Listen. Man, oh man, oh man. Hyphen, I talked a little bit about people who have influenced my life. And I talked about Brother Kelly's brother Stephen. Means a lot to me. Right? But the man that won him and made it, they had no. Wayne Clemenson, Bessie Clemenson, all right? It's where they had no idea when I moved across the street at 14 years of age and six years later that that prodigal would finally sow a seed inside of me that was starving. Had no idea what God was up to in my life. I have no idea what He's up to, Brother Craig. All I know is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to just keep flinging seed out there and telling you that Hey, bud, you are really valuable stuff. And I want you to know that God thinks you are so valuable that He would pour, He would pour, He would invest a part of Himself inside of you. Yeah. I don't know about you, but if I really believe that God loves me so much, He put a part of Himself in me. All right, we got to. Verse number 6, In the morning sow your seed, in the evening do not withhold your hand, for you do not know, listen to this, which will prosper, either this or that, or whether both alike will be good. In other words, he's saying, go to work in the morning and stick it out until the evening, and you never know from moment to moment how your work will turn out in the end. So begin planning early in the morning, don't stop until the evening. You don't know what might make you rich. The morning or the end of the day. Make everything you do. Excuse me. Maybe everything you do will be successful. I'm counting on... Right, Brother McKeown? You're our elder. Thank you. We honor you. We're thankful to have you here. Jack comes a close second. Right? I am counting on, right? At the end of the day. Because I, the Bible says the ending is better than the beginning. I'm counting on that. You know what? So far, it's been pretty good from here. But you don't know. You don't know if God is going to if he's going to pour out his blessing on you in your early years, or maybe to test you and wait and see if you're going to be faithful until your older years, and then he does the most outstanding. You become a Simeon, or you become a uh, Anna, is that? You don't know. It's not your job to know. Your job is to be faithful. Amen. 
Your job is to be the sower. Your job is to believe that God's got nothing but good stuff coming into you. And what He gives you, you've got to be willing to give back out. And I'm convinced, I am convinced that He's got stuff in store. I'm going to close with it. The treasure is in the harvest field. See it. Its color is gold. It's, it is a fertile field of faith. Believe in the seed's potential. Plow. Sow that seed in hope. Pray for the harvest. Because the harvest is not yours except what God gives you. The harvest is the Lord's. And I close with the words of Amos in 9.13. Here's what I believe. Amos writes, he says, The Lord says, A time of blessing is coming. Workers will still be harvesting when it is time to plow the fields again. They will be trampling the grapes when it's time for a new crop. Sweet wine will drip from the mountains and pour from the hills. In other words, you were saying that, hey, there is a blessing from God that is going to come on somebody and is going to be so rich that they will still be harvesting the crop and right, right, right behind them, the crop is going to, the harvest is going to be so, so, so incredibly large that they will, they will still be harvesting and the sower will be right behind them sowing the new crop. He says they'll be stamping out those grapes making wine and more grapes will be just coming in. He says the, he said, the wine will be pouring down from the mountains. I'm, I don't know about you. I am going to believe that that blessing that he was prophesying about, that at least in part, it is for me. All right, yes. I believe it. I'm going to believe it. Why not? Somebody's got to get it. What? As you said, why not? President, why not me? Right. Why not, God? I'm simple enough. Bring it up. Amen, amen, amen. Appreciate each and every one of you. God bless you. We're going to pray be dismissed. Ooh. Life is it's, it's in the harvest field, man. It's everything. Everything is directed to the harvest. Absolutely everything. Praise God. Brother Cliff, would you pray and dismiss us, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we're so thankful tonight for your many blessings. Lord, go with us and let us sow the seed, O God. Let righteousness dwell in us. Keep us safe, and we thank you and give you the praise. In your mighty name, Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen.